Alright guys, guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. You're behind the curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. <laughs> and I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? up? Alive and well. Dude, here we are. Yep. We did it. David, I had a rough week. Did you? Yeah. Oh my God. I woke up one day. I didn't feel great. Oh my, no. And then I had a cup of coffee. I felt better. Felt better? Yeah. Yeah, I have the same thing. Hashtag, for, hashtag <laughs> survivor. Yeah. I have the same thing, except for I was down for like six days. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it was basically. <laughs> oh, the no. Same there was thing. another day, though, where I was like really sleepy. Yeah. And I wanted to take a nap, but I couldn't. What? Yeah. I got, I got through. How did you, you do know? it? <laughs> I'm brave. You know, you, you've got two books under your belt, but I think right. it's time to write your survivor handbook. <laughs> my survivor handbook. <laughs> As my girls are known to say, whenever I whine about something stupid, yeah. they go, oh, you're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. 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 So welcome back to the land of the living. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks. And uh, I while you were gone... What? Uh, we opened up Spider-Man. Wait, Spider-Man? There's no, a new movie? No, that was this week. Oh. Yeah, No Way Home. It opened up. What? Yeah, like a few days ago. You know what's funny? <laughs> the amount of people that I talked to today, because I've been yeah. under a rock for like right, a week. Right, right. And I'm talking to people and I'm like, yeah, I I held out. I didn't get Spider-Man spoiled. Yeah. The amount of people that I said that to, they were like, oh, when's the new, when's it come out? Oh my God, stop it. You would not believe I, it was like at least four people today. They're like, oh, when's the, when's the new Spider-Man come out? That's insane because I was literally thinking like, this is the first movie in a long time where every, like, cause I, I, I'm around a lot of different people and yeah. many of them are not moviegoers. Right. Yeah. And, but this is the first movie in a long time where everybody knew Spider-Man was opening. Let me give you a quote that happened to me today. At oh lunch, my God. Right. And this is a guy that likes the Marvel movies. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about, I was like, I was like, I said, it. I saw Spider-Man. Another guy goes, oh, when does it come out? I said, it opened this weekend. He's like, oh, really? I said, yeah, it's like the number three movie of all time. At that, at that, it's number two now, but when I had read it, it was number right, three. Right. And another guy said, well, I would have thought if it was that big, I would have heard it was coming out. <laughs> and he was 100% serious. He was totally serious. Like, he didn't believe me. Right. That it was right. that big. Because what do you know? Right. I know. Seriously. <laughs> well, we talked last week about all the people that were like, the movie opens on Friday. How are you doing Thursday night shows? <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like that guy that you spoke to, one of those. he's one of yeah. those guys. Like, David, if the movie was that big, I would have heard about it. Yeah. If they it was said it's opening on Friday, not Thursday. Right. Don't be, don't be crazy. So Spider-Man opened to record. I mean, we're no longer, we are now past... Biggest COVID, biggest since reopening, biggest since 2019. Like we're past all that stuff. Right. And now we are not a whole lot. We're second behind Avengers Endgame and not by a hundred million dollars. I mean, I think it's $10 million, $12 million, something like that. Like it's in the neighborhood with Avengers Endgame. It's insane. Yeah. 
That is insane. So we'll talk more about the movie and how much we both loved it. Um, what I think is going to be really interesting these next few days over the Christmas uh, period, what's known in the business as Spider-Man's, are you ready for it? Yeah. Spider-Man's sophomore frame. Oh. I think it will be interesting during Spider-Man's sophomore frame. If you're out there listening and you tell anyone, if you're talking to anyone about Spider-Man, No Way Home, I want you to be like, when you're like, oh yeah, it's like the number two performing movie of all time. And then I just want you to casually be like, we'll see how it does in its sophomore frame. Yeah. So what you can, <laughs> I agree. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. Just work that in. <laughs> work like, that in. It's it's primed. Just watch the sophomore frame. Oh my God. I, I have to come back to that. And I have to tell you, uh, my friend texted me. Um, he, he texted me and said, Cillian Murphy got a lead role. <gasps> Never happened before. And I wrote him back and I said, yeah. And he said, Oppenheimer. And this was just a couple days ago. And I said, hashtag old news. (laughs) This is like a really good friend of mine. And I was like, if you would listen to the Pensimo podcast, you would have known that three weeks ago. (laughs) So yeah. So when you tell people Spider-Man heading into a sophomore frame, yeah. you can be like, oh yeah, I mean, I picked that up from the Penn Cinema podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, we're watching Right, it. so Close. here's the question. So yeah. here's the question. In its sophomore frame, which is yeah. industry jargon for second week, right? I'm sure everybody figured that out, but just in case they didn't, um, the question on the table is, does Spider-Man do $100 million in his second week? No doubt. I think it easily does. No doubt. I came to see it last night on a Monday night, a weeknight. Yeah. With school. Right. And the place was sold out. Yeah. Packed. Yeah. And the IMAX is doing well over it. Now, uh, obviously, the opening few nights, the opening weekend, that's obviously they're doing three or 400 people per show. Yeah. But on these Monday night, these weeknight shows, we're doing well over 100 people per show. No doubt. Which is nuts. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's great. Super awesome. So the question is, okay, so Spider-Man does over a hundred million in its second week. And during its second week, we're going to open the matrix sing to and Kingsman. Now everybody agrees that Kingsman will be at the bottom of that list. Right. I'm going to, here's the thing I think about matrix Mm. for as much hype as it has. Mm. I feel like matrix is going to be a wait and see movie Mm. that you're going to get, you're going to get that influx. Mm-hmm. A medium, a medium influx opening weekend, mm-hmm. and it's going to really depend on what people say mm-hmm. if it, if it picks up after that. I would agree. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair statement here. I'll, so that's one reason why we think Sing is going to beat the Matrix. Here's another reason: families, families. Yeah, because people are going to be getting the kids out of the house, and what better place to take the kids and get out of the house, let mom or dad or whoever stays home, let somebody stay home and get a grip on the house right? or just have a little time to themselves. And then I'll take the kids and some nieces and nephews and some neighbors and some cousins and we'll all pile in the minivan. There'll be one adult and five or six kids. And right there are seven people to see sing. It's like I always say, kids can't live with them, can't legally sell them. <laughs> right. If I had a nickel for every time I heard you say that. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. So anyway, we have a lot of drama coming up this weekend uh, at the box office, which is exciting. It's great to be back. Sure. And this week, um, this episode, this show is going to be uh, the trailer show. Yeah. Because we have like 700 trailers to review. Right. Well, that's, you know, this is, we talk about this every year, this time. Right. It, there's not, I mean, this happens, and there's other times in the years it happens as well. With the holidays, there's not a lot of news. Most film productions have shut down right. for a month or two. You know, nobody's really announcing any super big news because the PR people aren't around. So there's not a whole ton of news. And a lot of the news is, um, what's the word? About, I don't know if we, ha- we need to come up. Maybe Fredo can help us come up with a word for it. Rehashed? Well, not rehashed. It's mm, manufactured. Manufactured. Manufactured news. news. It's when they're like, we don't have any news. Let's see what Kevin Foggy has to say right. this week. <laughs> we don't have any real news. And Kevin Foggy's like, well, you know, I'm not saying that I sneezed, but there's used tissues. But I'm not saying I didn't. Right. <laughs> right. And then they're like, Kevin Foggy confirms he sneezes. He sneezed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And then they're like, but no one saw it. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's the kind of kind of news we got. And speaking of which. Kevin Feige assures us that <laughs> not only will there be a the Spider-Man 4 has already started talks. Spider-Man 4 would be Tom Holland's fourth Spider-Man? Right. Wow. But he assures us that there will be no parents griping over the rights of Spider-Man for Spider-Man 4. Because you know how I know Spider-Man it, 3 almost didn't happen. I know what you mean when you say parents griping, but go explain that. Okay, so... This is different. So, so, so Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man and Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery, which is why you have movies like Venom. Hey, hey, hey Venom. Hey, yo, and Morbius. <laughs> like, the, that's why you have those movies that are Spider-Man villains without Spider-Man. Right. Right. But uh, Spider-Man, they've, they've agreed let Marvel use the character mm. because obviously it's going to make them more money. Right. But Spider, but Sony has notoriously made bad decisions when it comes to Spider. Right. They're incredibly greedy with this character. Instead of doing like what Warner Brothers has done with the Incredible Hulk, and said, "Look, we don't have to do anything yeah. to make money. Here's the Hulk. Like free money. Just yeah. Like you do your thing, Marvel, yeah. and just pay us the money instead of being like." Well, he's so popular. Look how popular Marvel's made him. Right. We, we could make money off. We could make more money. Right. Instead of just wait till Marvel's done, then, you know, do your own thing or whatever. Right. But so there was a big dispute because Sony wanted to do things with Spider-Man uh, that Marvel did not want to do and which involves Venom and stuff. And it's mm. why there was almost not a Spider-Man 3. Mm. No way home. But they came... And a lot of it had to do with Tom Holland basically being like, I don't want to be Spider-Man if it's not with the MCU. Yeah, smart. Yeah, and, you know, there was a big campaign and everything. And so Kevin Feige wanted to get out in front of it and said, don't worry, it's not up to, like, this wasn't, like, the one and done. Right. There's definitely going to be more Spider-Man, and at least the next one there's not going to be any, like, fighting over the rights. Like, we've already agreed to move forward with, with, like, a plan. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, that's good news. That's great news. Right? Yeah, I think that's terrific. I I guess it's manufactured news, but it's still exciting. Um, This next one, you're going to have to explain a little bit to me. So first of all, um, 
the mystery gobble wrote in. Right. And I think we neglected to mention this. It was a few days ago or weeks ago or it was it was a while back. Right. He he I had already had this in the news when I was going over through the letters and yeah. said, Oh, he he tipped us on this one. Yeah. So Avatar two. Right? Wait, have we had Avatar two yet? No. James Cameron's wait, Avatar. Wait, 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 wait. When did James Cameron's Avatar one come out? That would be 2009. Well, you were the girls born? <laughs> so I, I think we are now in our um, 11th, pushing 12th. Right. So, so, okay. So I just want to like a little reality check. Yeah. Right. I mean, I remember when Avatar came out, it was on pace to be one of the biggest movies ever. And it right. was, it rocked the world. And every movie from now on forever is going to be in 3D only. And the that was 90% the, of the reason this movie was big was because of the visuals. Right. And everybody in the industry was going nuts. Right. Trying to instill fear in the hearts of the exhibitors that if you don't have 3D, you're not going to be able to show movies. And, yeah. and then there was a comment that Avatar 2 was not going to be a quick turnaround. Might be as much as two years away. And that they were going to film a bunch of them together. Right. Let me ask you this question. Yes. You know, sometimes you're talking to people and they're like, I love Star Wars. Right. I love oh, Marvel. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Right? Yeah. Like, if you ask someone, like, what right. kind of things they're into. Right. Have you ever. No. Ever talked to someone and they brought up Avatar as not only just a fandom, but a movie they love? No. Never once. Right. Right. And you know why? Because James Cameron didn't make the sequel when he had the opportunity. Right. Now, if I'm so smart, why don't I run a studio? So let me contradict myself because it's <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite things to do. Right. It could possibly be that him breaking the mold and not striking while the iron was hot could prove to be absolute genius because Avatar 2 could come out to legendary because there are people. So let's say that movie audience, let's say the prime movie audience for Avatar 1 was what are we going to say? 18 to 35. Right now they're what? 28 to 45. That's still a pretty dope audience. Well, like the, that's that audience still comes to movies. Right now. Here's where they're going to get you. Right. So first off, little side note, uh, James Cameron confirmed avatar two is in post-production avatar three has finished filming avatar four still needs some work. Okay. Right. Just in case you're concerned, no word on avatar five, which they are making. And of course I don't believe a single word that comes out of that man's mouth. Right. Uh, but here's what yeah, I say that like I know him, right? right? I mean, that was spoken like an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, You've been jaded. Right. Yeah. So we were all young bucks <laughs> right. back, when, back when Avatar came out, right? right? right. We've all grown up. <laughs> well. We ha well, right. well. Some of us have had some kids. Right, right, right. right or right. we know people who had The kids. world has spun. Right. So you can relate. You can, like, I don't relate to this Avatar guy falling in love, you know, with the native girl thing anymore. Like I'm a family man. Right. And all I care is about movies about family. Right. Right. Like Spider-Man. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and the Fast and Furious. And franchise. Resident Evil. Right. And right. Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> so Avatar 2 is going to focus on Jake and Atiri. They are the main characters. I don't know if you remember. Right. right. I did, I did. <laughs> you didn't. I did not. <laughs> yeah. No. So Jake and Atiri, and they now have four kids. Three of their kids. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Right. Three of their kids. Now, I don't know if you remember the plot to Avatar, 
But Jake was a human. Right. And at the end of the movie, he's inside a Navi body. Right. So they have three biological Navi children. Okay. Right? And then they adopt a human kid that was left behind. Oh. But there's strife. Oh, because sure. Natiri's like, even though Jake used to be human, Natiri's like, he's a human and the humans killed my father. Right. And I, I reluctantly raise you. Yeah. And I love my other three kids yeah. better. You know how it is with your kids. Yeah, it's like me way. with my kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm reluctantly raising you and I love the other one better. Yeah. I've heard him say that right. to, I mean, right. to both of them. Right. That's the thing. Right. <laughs> Play them off each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It it's works a, like a charm. It's a King Richard thing. I just wanted to see you struggle more. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was always you. Yeah, right. So anyway, that's what we know about Avatar 2. There's going to be kids, and I'm going to be able. We're all going to be able to relate because we're like, it's about family, and right. we have families now, right. or know people who have families right. and cry outside once we watch them be happy. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I think, I think there's a distinct possibility that. Um, this is added to the list of things that I'm wrong about. Like, I feel like I am I am totally annoyed by James Cameron, but I know in my heart of hearts that I shouldn't be. Mm. Like, I'm, I, I, I trust him. I mean, what are we Do talking you, about? Titanic, Alien, Avatar? I think you're not putting enough disbelief in it. Yeah. I think it's going to be worse than you think. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to come out. And people are going to see and be like, well, we waited for that. Well, right. See, here's my problem. Yeah. This is my problem. What's your problem with Penn? It's time for our favorite segment, everybody's favorite segment. This is my problem with, <laughs> with Penn. Penn. <laughs> my problem is this. I'm going to tell you my problem. My problem, I have this problem, and my problem is this. My problem Wait, is problem? my problem is people like you. Me. <laughs> me. Little old me. Me. My problem is people who are going to be teed up to want to tear down this movie. Mm. So it's going to be interesting how they navigate public sentiment because I feel like, you know, I feel like it's a fickle thing. You know, people turn on a dime. And if people want to start piling on and ganging up, I feel like there's a chance that this movie is going to be beaten up before it's ever even seen. I think you're right. <laughs> I think the mass audience is going to treat this like I treat Venom. Oh. Venom. <laughs> <laughs> I already hate this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, look. All right. More news. Come on. More news. So, WB, Warner Brothers Media, they've moved the movie by DC called Blue Beetle, which, which we've we've discussed here. We've discussed, and a movie called The Last Train to New York, which is we've also discussed we've here. Also discussed, yeah. They were originally going to go to HBO Max. Last Train to New York is a remake of some what, like uh, Last Train to Busan. Yeah, like an Indian movie. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Korean. Korean, right? Right, zombie film. Gotcha. Yeah. So these movies are coming out on HBO. That's that was the word. What? Wrong. <laughs> because apparently. HBO's been getting smacked. Did you see the chairman of Sony's press release? No. He gave a speech. Chairman of Sony gave a speech. He this came is, off his throne? Right. He came down off his throne, addressed the public, and he said, Sony's entire slate is committed to theatrical release. Really? Now, it's a little bit easier for them to say because they don't have their own streaming platform. Still. But still. Yeah. Right. I thought it was cool. I think that... 
I, from what I've been reading, that, that uh, it's not that it didn't pay off at the beginning, right? But the uh, simultaneous uh, streaming has not paid off the way they thought. Right. They haven't gotten the new. Right. They need X amount of new subscriptions like all the time. Right. And I think they've kind of plateaued. Right. Um, so, and they're seeing that people are going back to the theater. I yeah. like what they thought. Yeah. So. Okay, so HBO is following suit, or I'm not HBO, Warner Brothers is following suit and moving Blue Beetle and Last Train to New York in a theatrical exclusive release. And right. every trailer we watch today, of which are some great titles, mm. we have a long list of trailers to go over. Every single one of them is theatrical only. Yeah. It's awesome. Great. Great. All right. Uh, Kick-Ass director Matthew Vaughn revealed there's a big reboot uh, currently in development. Big what? Reboot. So it was a boot. That's been redone. And, and now we're rebooting it. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Right. So Kick-Ass is going to get redone in ways that you, crazy ways that you would never imagine. Never, you wouldn't, it's going to blow your mind. You're going to be like, remember Kick-Ass? Doesn't matter. Remember this Kick-Ass? Because it's going to be the same director, but it's going to be done different. He just has to wait for the rights right. to revert back to him. It's no big deal. Just two more years. <laughs> two more years. Can you hold out? I was at Dosey Do this morning getting a yeah. coffee. Yeah. And all anybody in there was talking about was how much longer until another kick ass, right? Until another kick ass. A reboot. A, re a reboot. I want a gritty reboot <laughs> right. of this gritty right. movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? What a joke. Yeah. All right. What was that phrase? Manufactured news. Exactly. All right. Now I have some actual news. Okay. Do you, if with, I, I already spoiled it because I put it in the notes, but if you hadn't have read that, mm. would you have known who Scary Coats, Carrie Skoglund is? Uh, no. Okay. I, I would not. Carrie Skoglund is, um, what do we think? Is she Norwegian or some kind of Scandinavian? I was just going to ask, is this a man or a woman? Could you figure This it is out? a woman. Okay. I know because I saw a picture of her, or I don't know how she identifies, but she looks like a woman. Okay. Um, Carrie Skoglund is going to be the director of Gal Gadot's Cleopatra movie, which is a Paramount release. Now, you and I have discussed this a number of times because remember that time we were talking about Patty Jenkins trying to say she was too busy for Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently Cleopatra was so good, right. she had to go do right, that. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, and remember how then a second time we talked about it, her schedule was starting to loosen up a little All bit. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, like maybe she could find time for it. Yeah. Well, now we've taken another step closer. She is uh, no longer, no longer directing Cleopatra. She is now attached as a producer. Right. So she's producing Cleopatra with Gal Gadot starring. Um, Carrie Skoglund, uh, the reason why I thought you might know her is because she directed uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+, Plus, which you and I both loved. And here's the interesting thing that was on the news release that I read. Okay. Patty Jenkins gave up the director job so she could focus on Wonder Woman 3 and Star Wars Rogue Squadron. She gave it up or she was contractually obligated to, to release it. I don't care what the verb is. Mm -hmm. I'm just excited because I feel like, how much longer till we have a date on that new Star Wars movie? Mm -hmm. It's directed by Patty Jenkins? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah. This we is... did cover this before, but we didn't cover who was yeah. who was directing the, yeah. the new one. So when we just when we covered it before, did we have a date for Star Wars? No, is there one now? Yeah. No, there's not. No. Yeah, but that would be pretty Rogue exciting. Rogue Squadron is I'm I'm, I'm giddy. Will, will Gal Gadot be in uh, Star Wars? Probably not. 
What do you mean? She said all Patty Jenkins things. Nope, not Star Wars. She's contractually <laughs> obligated. <laughs> all right, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oof. We got the perfect ten. We got ten trailers. Yeah. All right, so that concludes our section on movie news. Right. And we now will seamlessly transition into movie trailers. Now, normally we t- we'd like to talk. Yeah, about the trailers. We got 10. Trailers ahoy. (laughs) 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 What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Trailers ahoy. (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) That's our new tagline. Yeah. Penn Cinema Podcast. Trailers ahoy. ahoy. (laughs) Lower your anchors, boys. (laughs) Trailers ahoy. All aboard. Let's try to mix as many transportation (laughs) together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're taking flight. (laughs) Okay. All right. So the first one. So wait a minute. I have a question for you before we get started. Okay. Do you have a trailer of the week? Ooh. You know what? I think my trailer of the week and the movie I want to see the most are two different things. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. I have three which are all tied for my trailer of the week. Impossible. Oh, possible. (laughs) (laughs) Flabbergasted. All right, which one do you want to start with? Let's just go down the list. Okay. All right. The Northman, starring a whole bunch of people, including Anya Taylor-Joy. This is my trailer of the week. Is it? Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, is, this is my trailer of the week, but I also look like it's it's like one step away from being totally unrelatable or anything. Yeah. Like a lot of it looks really cool, and then they have these scenes where you're just like, <laughs> Is this, am I correct? Is this one with Anya Taylor-Joy? Yeah. And who's the guy? Somebody. Some, some guy. Yeah. Skarsgård. Yeah. Alan Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Yeah, I like this trailer. It's called The Northman. Uh, it comes out in theaters in the spring. Uh, it it, I think there's a chance that it's just a little too much for me. Yeah, I so of the trailers, I thought this was the. You know what? I complete now. I'm gonna stick with this. Am I, yeah. Okay. Uh, this shoot, I got. I forgot there was a trailer in here. I'm gonna have to take that away. Okay. No. I, for, I forgot another because I'd watched it yeah. before. I didn't right, watch right, it right. today, but. This is like a really well-made looking North, Norse, Norseman type thing that really got me interested. But at the same time, there was just some wacky scenes that seemed like, oh, this is going to be in their in their mind. Like This is like, right. this part of it's not going to be reality. Right. It reminded me of like a Game of Thrones movie. Yeah. Or like 300, but in winter. Yeah. So I don't think anyone's going to see this. Well, I don't want to no, say. No, I, I, I disagree with that. We'll see it. I just don't know that it's going to be great. It's not. It's. It, it might. No. No. It might be great. It might. I don't think it's going to do great. That's okay. Better. Yeah. Better way of saying yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The next trailer is for a movie called Everything Everywhere. Yeah. Whew. <sighs> interesting concept. Very interesting. What do you concept. think of Michelle Yeoh? What's not to like? You know what? I'm. I go back and forth. I think she looks great in this. Where do we know her from? Uh, well, I first time I ever noticed her <laughs> well. was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. But she's been in a ton of things, uh, including most recently uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, okay. She was his aunt Okay. Shang-Chi. 
She's also in Star Trek Discovery. Walk us through the premise of this movie, because I thought this premise was, especially in light of the fact that we just got through watching Spider-Man, this premise looks amazing. Okay, this premise is very similar to Jet Li's The One, uh, in the fact that there's a multiverse, right? And I can't believe we just watched Spider-Man. Yeah. And you're going to compare this movie to Jet Li. It's more like Jet Li's The One. Have you ever seen Jet Li's The One? No. Well, then you wouldn't. Don't no. try to confuse things with the truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so... Just like in Jet Li's The One, there's a multiverse, but in, in Jet Li's The One, there's someone going from multiverse to multiverse killing Jet Li, and in doing so, the next Jet Li's become more powerful. Mm. But in this one, Michelle Yeoh, there's some sort of big bad thing happening. And Michelle Yeoh, this specific version of her, is able to access all the memories and talents of all the other Michelle mm. Yeohs out there. So she's just like a, she's just like a housewife, but, other Michelle Yeohs are like super spies and and criminals and and like you know martial artists and she's able to tap into all their yeah. stuff. Uh, it looks wacky, looks crazy. Um, I'm down. This is not my trailer of the week, but this is definitely the most interesting movie of the week. Yeah, at least interesting. Me. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. Maybe not yeah. best. Yeah. But watch it. Do yourself a favor and watch the trailer for everything everywhere. The next trailer is Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. I think this this is the one that's my trailer of the week. This is I, your trailer of the week. I forgot about. Okay. Yeah, because I had watched it when it came out because it came out last Monday. Yeah. And then today I was like, well, I've already seen it. I don't need to rewatch it. We but had discussed the uh, teaser, the teaser commercial right. for Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things I really like about this. I think it looks way better than the previous ones. I think it looks like they're taking some good steps. Mad Mickelson stepping in uh, instead of Johnny Depp. I really like the friend in this one, and they give mm -hmm. him a wand, mm -hmm. and he's mm -hmm. eating with the kids. He's like, yeah. "No, you can't touch it." It's it's uh, yeah. They're like, well, "How'd you get?" It? He's like, "As ah, a Christmas gift." Yeah. <laughs> <it> away. <laughs> right. right. No, I thought this trailer was great, and just as speaking as a theater owner. I love the fact that they are making a big deal about doing a better job of connecting this universe to Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah, And I see that that's happening partly just because that's where the story goes. But from a marketing point of view, they're doing a much better job of tapping into all the Harry Potter fans saying, hey, remember how you guys camped out in the middle of the night to watch Harry Potter? Yeah. You know, here's another one. It's going to be worth it. And they use the word magic. Yeah. I think that I think they're doing a much better job promoting this marketing movie. Marketing this yeah. so much better. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention the fact that I agree with you. It looks great. Yeah. All right, the next movie we have is called The Lost City, starring Sandra Bullock, Daniel Radcliffe, and Channing Tatum. My movie of the week. Really? Trailer of the week. Really? I thought this looks like it's going to be pretty funny. I literally laughed out loud. Really? The movie is going to be dumb. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's a interesting, like, it's not breaking new ground. It's not, like, whatever. Interesting. But Sandra Bullock in a comedy role is, I mean, she's shown time and again that she's got the chops. I smiled through this, but I did not laugh. At I laughed out loud. Wow. And then at the end, when Brad Pitt shows up. Okay, that was pretty funny. And she's like, yeah. but, but, 
But why are you so handsome? Did you say something like my father was a weatherman? Yeah, he goes, yeah. my father was a weatherman. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. I mean, every, like this movie looked totally ridiculous. Yeah. So the premise is an author, and I feel like, honestly, I feel like we've seen this movie before, but I can't quite put my finger on where we've seen this before. You probably had a male lead. I think it was, no, I think it was uh, that movie in the 80s with Kirk, not Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas and What's-Her-Face, um, Ah, it's on the tip of my tongue, but when I, Harry met Sally, right, right, but it looks silly and ridiculous. But it also looks, for what it is, yeah, it looks incredibly well made. If the movie is half as funny as the trailer, then it's going to be a friggin' riot. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it is. Yeah, I think it looks like it looks fun. Yeah. Now, this is tied with my second movie of the week, oh. which is the unbearable weight of massive talent <laughs> aka the most nicholas cage movie ever made <laughs> this movie looks insane i die i was dying yeah he's nicholas P- cage playing himself right uh, which just looks like, right <laughs> pedro pascal like hires him to just hang out or something i can't remember I, go on an adventure with him or something yeah he's supposed to come to like a big 50th birthday party or something and yeah. like deliver his famous lines or something i don't know what but it we saw a teaser for this pre-covid right yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe it was just last year but it somehow we saw this is not an entirely new but this was the first like real trailer and i was dying it looks hilarious I was dying. Yeah. And and I love the tagline at the end, the most Nick Cage movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> so non-Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Called The Bad Guys. This is my third trailer of the week. Really? Now, it, it's easily not like, I'll ju- I, let me just put it this way. It was a close second. I like the animation on it. Right. I think that's really nice. The idea is good. I don't know. Here's the part about it that I was kind of like, why did they do that? They're animal people. Right. Uh, what, Adam, what do they call it? Anamorphic, whatever. They're animal people. But there's also people people? I was like, why not just make everyone animal people? Hmm. But That bothered you? Yeah, I was just kind of like, <laughs> I, at first I thought it was just going to be like, just this group was like animal people. Right. But then there's other animal people. Right. And I'm like, this is, okay, all right. I love. I I really like the trailer. I love with all my heart the things that you get hung up on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a complicated guy. You still waters run. I'm just looking for a lady to figure me out. Right. That's all. Right. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why why are there animals and humans? That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't buying it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next one, uh, I didn't watch. Oh. Yeah. Is that I, a statement? No. Uh, well, no, well, where I was and I saw the like the cover, I was like, I don't want anyone to see me. It looked like it might be. Uh, oh, you were out in public. In, in, inappropriate for. You were my worried situation. about Megan Fox being scantily clad. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I'll come back to this later, and I forgot about it. You were wondering whether or not it was SFW. I, yeah, I didn't know if it was not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So the Gold Brick, starring Andy Garcia, Megan Fox, and a few other randos. Uh-huh. Um, here's what I'm going to say about this. Okay. As my friend Hal Lord would say. Oh. Let me say this about that. 
Now listen, I'm going to say one. I'm going to say a sentence, and if you listen carefully, it'll speak volumes. Okay. All right. This movie does not look as bad as it looks. This movie does not look. So in other words, it looks a lot worse than it's going to be. I think the opposite. It's I think it looks going to be way worse than it looks. <laughs> I think it's going to be better than it looks. But it looks pretty bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So you you didn't watch the trailer or anything? No, no, because... Like right, said, right, 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 right. Okay, so I watched the trailer. And the premise, I'm not really... Sh- it's one of those movies where you end up watching the trailer and you're like, but why is it called The Gold Brick? And maybe I'm like a little too literal on it. But, um, uh, okay, the reason why I think it looks bad is because it looks bad. Oh. But the reason why I think it's not going to be as bad as it looks is because it also has the premise of something like a, almost like a Wes Anderson comedy, oh, really? like a strange edge to it. So, so Andy, the main character is Andy Garcia and he hires some kid. He hits some kid with his car and then I don't know what happens, but one thing leads to another and he hires the kid to write his memoir, to write his book about his family, which includes his wife or, or ex-wife or some weird wrinkle who's like super hot and his daughter, who's also super hot, and then also some other girl that lives in the house. Right. Like all these women that are gorgeous right. and- Sounds like my life. Right, pretty much. Yeah. And then it's weird, like there's like some twists. I feel like there's some, there's gonna be some twists, like that's not his wife and that's not his daughter and maybe they're aliens. But like the kid who gets hired to write the book, you see like they keep showing these clips of him with these facial expressions of like, what is going on here? Like, like I just feel like it, it has the potential to really take you on a wild ride. Okay. And it does not look like a great movie, but it looks like it could be quirky enough to really be great. Really? Okay. I guess. I'll watch it. Okay. When I, you know, now yeah, that I, right. I'm not where I can't watch it, I'll watch it. Okay. All right. Here's a movie that, I mean. Follow the bouncing ball. I forgot this movie was even like a thing. I thought it already came out. So Minions was, we were running the trailers Yeah. in February of 2020 because it was due to come out in a few months. And it never did. And it never did. And. It was supposed to go streaming. And amazingly, it never came out online. Yeah. It never went streaming. So Minions has been sitting on the shelf for two years and comes out this summer. Wow. Now, what's interesting to me is this trailer was released. Did you watch the trailer? Did you feel like you'd seen the trailer before? Yeah. yeah. So this was not a necessarily a new trailer. I felt like the beginning couple seconds was new. And when you watched it, was there a little clip of like just Minions? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So that part was new. Right. The rest was yeah. the rest was a rehash. But that's a great it's a great trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean it looks I'm not a minions or groove fan, right. but it looks funny. I want to point out two details. <gasps> the bad guys, that little miniature um what's the bad guy's name? Gru? Yeah. Gru is interviewing to be a bad guy. And the bad guys that are waiting to also interview, they're sitting around reading Mad Magazine. Gotta be mad. You gotta love that detail. Yeah. That detail just warms the cockles of my heart. 
<laughs> Could have been you. Could have been me. Could have been you. Could have been little Pen Ketchum. And he goes, in that great Russian accent, he goes, I'm pretty despicable. <laughs> it's great. And then the minion loses the the medallion that he steals mm-hmm. from the really bad guys. And he goes, you've got to be pulling on my legs. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So that trailer's like old, but still holds up. Yeah. Well, just like you thought you'd fit in with those guys, like you'd say that you wouldn't be alone in that situation. Right. Similarly to a movie called You Won't Be Alone. You Won't Be Alone. That we What's that? What's that? Some kind of transition? Yeah. It was called a segue. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I wouldn't understand. It, I'm not saying that it was a good one, <laughs> but it was one. It was one, just like yeah. what I would say about this movie. Right, <laughs> this movie is about bad things that happen to people in a village, or a girl that thinks that she's a witch or a demon, or something. <laughs> Lots of imagery that was not fun. What was that movie that with it? I don't. I I ended up watching it, but. It took place in the woods, and we were we discussed it because it was like very controversial about whether or not it was like too much. Oh, was that? It had the magic spells, and the, it took. It was like a Scandinavian country, maybe like out in the countryside, and they had huts, and and then they had like human sacrifice at the end or something like that. This, why, why are you laughing? <laughs> it's like. I think that you've just described basically every horror movie that's come out in the last three years. <laughs> but you you don't remember, like, you don't even have a mental image of the movie I'm talking about. I mean, it's so many come to mind. Yeah, that yeah, I honestly yeah, can't, yeah. like, okay. yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Midsummer. Ah, uh, yeah. Midsommar. Midsommar. Um, this looks like a dark, all right, here's the, here's the scoop. This looks like a dark version of Midsommar. As if Midsommar wasn't screwy enough. Right. Yeah. No, I right. will not be watching this movie. No, I will not. Oh, but it's a focus features movie, so it's I'm sure it's legit and Yeah. Whatever. Now, coming in hot off the presses, Death on the Nile got a trailer. This is the movie I want to see the most. Yes. Yeah. Um eh, I'm not there. Yeah. I'm really excited to see this movie, but I want to see the Nick Cage movie more. Uh what did you think of this trailer? And I want to see The Lost City more. I think this trailer was good. But I think the previous trailer that came out two years ago was way better. <laughs> this is another one like Minions that was supposed to come out. We were ready for it. We had posters. We were running the trailers on things. Yeah. And I remember that Christmas of 2019, we had the Death on the Nile trailer running all over the place. I, the thing I like about more about the other trailer is it starts off and it just looks like a period piece. And you don't see, what's the guy's name? Hercule Poirot. Yeah. You don't see him. Until like midway mm. through, and it's like a silhouette, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, cool. What was the one that already came out, the Agatha Christie movie that he was in? Uh, it was the train one. Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, that was 10 movie trailers. Can you believe that? No extra charge, friends. No, and like for a week to have 10 movie trailers when, we all, when we've got a huge movie to talk about. Yeah. Huge. Right. All right. Let me just put a little thing in here because we're going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. And this is to help me know that there. this is where spoilers start. <laughs> All right. So that's how I'm going to be able to find where spoilers start to note. Here we go. I think you should have played like Homer Simpson. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you should have played Homer Simpson singing Spider Pig. Spider Pig? Spider Pig, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so whatever no, a Spider Pig does. Should have thought ahead about that. What's the matter with All right, look. Spider Man No Way Home. I love this movie a lot. A lot, a lot. Here's my question, because I don't. This is my this is my big question. Is this the best Spider-Man movie ever made? I'm gonna say yes, but I'm gonna identify the challenger. Oh, the challenger is Spideyverse. Yeah, I think Spideyverse still is number one for me. Yeah, but this is an extremely close second. Right, right. This has so much going on. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. What I I don't really have any gripes with this movie. So I'm just gonna say that right now. I mean there's okay. a couple of like weird things here, but uh some of the things this movie gets right. Like Spider Man three, remember Spider Man three and how it had too many villains? Yeah. And it was really convoluted and and this movie has more villains. And here's what I think they got right. The villains in this one don't all have their own objectives. Spider-Man three, like each villain has oh, a right, plot, right, right. and you had to follow each plot. Right, like what is their motives? What are they really going? And then for some reason they all had to come together. Right, this one's just like these guys are here. Right, and they're all bad people, and they're all trying to kill Spider-Man. Right, well, yeah, they all want to get the thing that he yeah. has. Yeah, right, they're all just trying to survive, <laughs> just like us. Yeah, it's, that's why I identified so strongly <laughs> right. with, with the villain, right? So it's not really a because mo- a lot of times a superhero movie will be a villain movie, mm-hmm. you know, because you go through the origin of the villain or whatever, and it's really almost just as much about the villain, especially if it's not the first one. Sure, it's almost an origin story. For this was not that. It was like here they are. This is a Spider-Man movie, and it's about. Yeah. Spider-Man struggling with his great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And there's dire consequences. Did your audience cheer when she said that? No. Mine did. I, well, I, I did not get the chance to see this opening night. I think it would have been amazing. Yeah. Like the cheering. Um, I mean, there was definitely like a lot of laughter and clapping and stuff, yeah. but nobody got crazy. Yeah. Uh, like when Andrew Garfield came walking through the portal. Right. Yeah. You knew that was him, right? I mean, I was like, okay, this is going to be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the What moment in this movie was the biggest, like, oh, wow, moment? Even if you knew it was coming, still kind of caught you, not pleasantly, off, not off guard, but, like, got you as, like, the... If you were going to, like, jab somebody with your elbow next to you, be like, yeah. ah, ah. What moment would that have been? I'll tell you. I know exactly what moment. Mm. Um, who's the electro? Who did Jamie Foxx play? Electro. It was when Electro spoke to Spider-Man and said, "I just thought you'd be black." Mm. Setting up Miles Morales. Right. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I I thought that exchange was perfect on like six different levels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Culturally, socially, but also as a fan, setting up what we know is coming down the line, you know, theoretically through the spider verse, right? you know, and I thought that was a really cool exchange and it was, a, it was, um, I just thought it was a great moment for me, even though it was very highly theorized, it's daredevil. Which one's daredevil? 
he was his lawyer. Huh? Did you miss that? Yeah. So remember the show Daredevil? Yeah. Right? That was one of the big things about this is that it, this movie is they were acknowledging that the shows existed by bringing Matt Murdock's Daredevil was Peter Parker's lawyer. And I was expecting it to happen at certain points. Like it was going to yes. happen. I was expecting, but he was in their apartment. And then I was like, Oh, it's him. You know, he's got the, oh my God. he's got the, the stick. And then the, the brick comes through the window and he catches it. And yeah. they're like, how'd you do that? And he's like, Oh, yeah. I'm a really good lawyer. Yeah, yeah. 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 I did not put two and two together. Yeah. It's Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you've been watching Hawkeye, Kingpin also from Daredevil has, yeah. has made an appearance there. No, that was awesome. Yeah. And that's the moment I was literally like, yeah. ah! <laughs> like I know who it is. And I was still yeah. like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of moments like that. I mean, there was a lot of things to love about this movie. Yeah. And one of the, so again, I'm just, there's so much that I loved about this movie, but one of the sort of, themes or strings, the threads that went through the movie was the three spider guys. Yeah. Like their interaction and the different personalities supporting each other and talking real talk, you know, yeah. real, real spidey talk. So great. Like, how do you get the webs out? Well, how do you do it? Well, I don't do it. It's like, how do you breathe? I, I just, I just, it just does, you know, I, I don't have to. Tom Hall's like, does yeah. it come out anywhere else? Right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Right. Right. <laughs> like just the, the exchange of the three of them, they got, they got it perfect. They got it right. I love when he's like, I'm an Avenger. And they're like, oh, that's so awesome. That's so cool. What is that? Right. Is it like, are you in a band? Right. <laughs> right. And I, I also think. Don't you think that this, in a way, I don't want to use the word saves because that's like a little too overdramatic, but this really validates Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Yes. I think of the three of him, I loved his Spider-Man the most. Here's the thing about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield wanted to be Spider-Man. He actively sought right, out right. being Spider-Man. And then the movies they made... We're not his, it wasn't like Andrew Garfield was a bad Spider-Man. It's like Andrew Garfield was a fine Spider-Man, but the movies weren't great. And it was like, the given what he had, he did what he right. could. I think, and again, this is a problem, you know, he, they fixed this with Tom Holland. He was older than the role right. that he was playing. But now he's playing Andrew Garfield in his 30s. Now he's appropriate. Yeah, it, and it fit. Right. For the character, because he's even like, you know, it's been a while and I stopped pulling my punches and I deal with yeah. problems and stuff. I thought, and the same thing, like with Tobey Maguire, like he's playing an older Spider-Man and they emphasized it when he's like on my back. Yeah. <laughs> All the web swinging. Like, yeah. Just, and then the two of them, like he cracks his back. Like, yeah, it's just uh, like you couldn't believe they were doing it, but it's so funny. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so, and I, you know what this movie wanted me, made me want is an Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire buddy cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I can they see just that. bounced off each other so well. What one word would you use to describe this movie as it relates to the audience? My one word would be accessible. This movie, I think, is way more accessible to the average moviegoer than any other 
Marvel movie or Spider-Man movie or anything, partly because of what you said about the villains. Like the the movie itself is pretty simple. Yeah. You know, there's a good guy. He screws up this curse. There's some weird multiverse stuff happens. These bad guys try to come get him. Now there's two more of him. So there's three good guys and like six bad guys and they all have to fight each other. And at the end, the cure makes the bad guys go away. And also two of the good guys who we learned great things from. So that's funny that you say that because, you know, after I saw it, I opened myself up to seeing what was being said and listening to podcasts and stuff. And most people are saying the opposite of what you're saying. Interesting. Not that the movie is unaccessible, In. but inaccessible. But the fact that because it relies so much on previous Spider-Man movies that they feel that the enjoyment, if you haven't seen them, would be lessened. I disagree. I want to know someone who's never seen the other ones mm. to come into this and see what they think. Yeah, yeah. That's the real test. Well, you're almost there with me. And the reason why I say that is because this is a time when my poor memory really works well for me. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't remember the plots of any of those Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of being funny, but I'm also kind of being serious. You Before this movie, you forgot there were other Spider-Man movies. <laughs> right, right. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I did not come into this completely savvy. Now I was a little bit aware of, you know, like some of the basics. Right. But like, obviously I missed the whole lawyer thing, you know, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. All right. I got two problems with this movie. Yeah. Very, very, very minor. They're just parts where I was like, whatever. And by the way, I only left this movie once because I had to take an urgent phone call. It was coming in from Sony. And as soon as I got off the phone, I hurried back. Wow. Like in case you're wondering, like, did he take a quick coffee break or, you know, like we've yeah. used that as a measure before Yeah. and left to my own devices. I would not have stepped foot out of this movie for a second because I was hanging on every frame. Right. Okay. All right. Two little things that I didn't like. Hmm. I can't stand Thomas Hayden church in this role as the Sandman guy. Yeah. Why? Just as I don't buy it. I just, I just don't buy it. He was on, do you remember he was on TV on that show wings yeah. You're aware of that? He was great on that show. He should stay on sitcoms. He's, I like him in Sideways. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's one of the not bad things. But I don't think Tom's Hayden Church and Ray Fiennes, is that yeah. who it was? I don't think either of them were ever on set. Mm. Ever. Because Sandman has the ability to look normal. Right, right. He doesn't do it. Right. The lizard is until right. the end. And I'm, I would wager hard money that both the lizard when he turns human and Sandman when he turns back, especially Sandman, it's almost like playing in reverse right. when he turned in. Both of them look like footage from their respective movies clipped in. And they were like, we can get away with not paying them, just paying them for voice work and just have their CG characters in here the whole time. There's no way that they clipped in from previous movies. Oh, the, oh, I'm I'm telling you. Uh-uh. 
I'm telling you, uh-uh. if we had both of them right now, I would be like, look at this thing of Sandman. Nah, nah. And, and I'm telling you, it's shot for shot. And I'm not the only person saying that. You go on the interwebs. So, you you're, not, so you're not the only one who's wrong. Ooh. Ooh. Shots fired. Ooh. Now, I will agree with your premise. I think that they neither one of them was on set, and there was a shit ton of CGI, especially on those two characters. Yeah. And I totally agree with your premise, but I'm just saying I draw the line at they used old footage. I think they, I think they reused footage. All right. I'm telling you, because especially when the lizard turns back, it's almost exactly like when he turned back. Um, who do we have that can settle this for us? The Abacus, maybe. The abacus? Yeah. Nah. I'm telling you. You All don't right. believe the Abacus? Never. The it's dude, because the dude he always, screwed that up so no, bad. He no. had no. He was way off. No, it's because the problem. The problem here is because every time you call on the abacus, because he always proves you wrong. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's wrong. He's always wrong. <laughs> what about Joel Codes? Joel Codes hit right. me. Joel yeah, Codes. Yeah. I, that's a source yeah. I can get on board with. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. The other thing that I... Wait, 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 wait. I had a second one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I didn't really have a problem with this as on its face value. Uh-huh. I had a problem with why I thought it was in there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the motive of the filmmaker for putting this in there took me out of the movie. Okay. I'm talking about the first stinger with Venom. Oh. Okay. Now, I'm not just saying it to have fun and, and bring up Venom to make you uncomfortable. No, 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 no. But yeah, I'm saying yeah. like, what purpose did that serve? Like the stinger on the second biggest movie of all time is what a plug for future Venom movies? No, I know he dropped like a little black baby Venom on the counter. There's, yeah, there's more to it. So first off, the trailer, right. the stinger and Venom was him getting teleported to the MCU. Right, right, right. So the stinger in this one was him because the whole movie you're like he's going to show up, he's going to show up, and then he's just at a bar, just like right. learning that they're superheroes and being weirded out and getting drunk. And then he teleports back. I honestly was totally okay with that, like being how he was in the movie. But, and here's something that's going to surprise you. Wait, he got teleported back or that was when the snap happened? No, he gets teleported back. Okay. Like with everyone else gets sent back to their reality. Oh, I got you. Oh, right, 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 right. He gets sent back to his reality. Yes, I'm sorry. I understand now. Yeah. But they leave some venom goo behind. And I am 100 billion bajillion percent wait would you bet hard money i wouldn't bet hard money i'm 100 billion bajillion percent okay with that being the origin of tom holland's version of venom okay but that's gonna wind up and who who plays that we don't know yet no we don't know yet but i'm totally but first first spider-man has to get get it get the goo get the goo and have the black suit and then you ha- and then eventually you have your own proper yeah, yeah. Okay. All Venom right. that's, you know, based off of Spider-Man. Like I've been saying yeah. okay. is an allegory for right. Spider-Man. Like I'm totally cool, and it doesn't happen to have to happen in the next movie, but I'm totally cool with that being like a thing that happens off of yeah. this. Okay, I will say with complete gen- genuineness. Is that a word? Genuine. Com- completely genuine. Yeah. That now that you've explained that to me. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Okay. My, I perceived it as a plug 
Well, of course, it's also that, but I like that this is a way for them to get venom into yeah, this, yeah. into this universe. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I and I think that that's cool. Here's here's my other my other thing that about this movie that kind of it's not bad, and it only bothers you if you really think about it. But the whole idea is that these people are coming to the MCU because they know Peter Parker is Spider Man. I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know. I don't remember. Electro knowing who Peter Parker was, especially since uh, in this movie he goes, I thought you were black. Like, right. he clearly didn't know that he was Peter Parker, so it doesn't make sense that he was there. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. And then, and then the other the other ones, it makes sense. They all knew. But Venom, why would he know? Now, somebody, I've, I've been reading online, people are saying that canonically – the symbiotes share a multiverse hive mind. So in that scene in the end of Venom where he's like, I'll connect you to the hive mind. And then they teleport in that moment. He subconsciously knew who Peter Parker was. I'm still calling little bullshit on that. Canonically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That means it's within canon. <laughs> I, I picked up on that. Did you follow? I did. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm calling a little BS on that. I think the whole reasoning for them coming could have used a little bit of a work as not just because they know Spider-Man's Peter Parker. Yeah. But, but I would agree with you on that, but I would also say that's an example of why I would argue that the movie is accessible. Like, cause most people don't care. Most people don't think about that. Are you saying that I'm a massive nerd? I mean, I didn't say it. Pen. Would a massive nerd come up to you and be like, eh, Pen, let's start a podcast about movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> would he say things like canonically? <laughs> I rest my case. Okay. All right, David, what do you have to say? Let's, let's wrap this up with one more topic, the second stinger setting up the evil Doctor Strange. Oh, I love it. Me too. Yeah. I so cool. it was cool. a trailer for... Uh, Multiverse of Madness was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. person I was with was like, why do we need that? We didn't need that. That wasn't any good. I was like, what are you talking about? It, it ended up being a little bit too much because it, it it did become just a trailer for it. Yeah. But there was some cool stuff. I liked I liked WandaVision being in there. Yeah. And the evil Doctor Strange was inter introduced in What If. Right. Which I don't know if yeah. you watched that, but I wouldn't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, would you say this is, this is your favorite movie of all time? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so other people that would say this is their favorite movie of all time and wrote in, we're not going to read what they said because there was just so much. We had Joel Codes. Love that guy. Trailer Master Jason. Love that guy. Austin Atreides said he gave uh, 15 out of 10. That's a fake name, though. What? You don't think that's his real name? I don't think so. Okay. And Frodo. Frodo. She was like, I love it. She said she, said she cried a bunch of times because of Andrew Garfield. Positively cried. A lot of people that so let's talk about that for a sec. Yeah, because I I did I loved this movie. Right. But I heard more than one. I heard quite a few people talk about crying. Yeah. I don't remember what in the movie would make you cry. Uh, well, I think she just cried out of excitement. She said when he showed up, but then specifically she noted the whole emotional scene where he saves MJ, and it's like, oh, like he's capable of saving. Because he, he starts crying oh, yeah. in that scene. Because he's like, I did it. Yeah. Like, I didn't fail again in this moment. Where yeah. he, okay. So. I, I loved him. And I loved Andrew Garfield. And, and I loved the movie. And 
but a lot of people told me they were crying and I didn't quite I didn't cry. I didn't even miss up. And I'm usually a pretty sensitive I'm usually a pretty sensitive guy. I'm a crier. Yeah. I mean, I cry at commercials sometimes. Cries before each podcast. <laughs> During. Do I have to do this? <laughs> I have to pause it. Yeah. All right. So moving on to listener notes, questions, answers, comments. Yes. Oh, uh, this is this is tough. Yeah. This was an embarrassing one. Do yeah. we have to read it? Yeah, I think. Why don't you read it? Shall I read it? Yeah, please okay. do. This is awful. Yeah. So a number of years ago. Uh-huh. Back when I was just a pup. Mm. What'd you call us? Young bucks back I'm in the day? I was a wee lad. Young bucks. I spent tens of thousands of dollars. Oof. Literally. Yeah. To upgrade a number of my projectors at two of our locations. I thought you were talking about your anime figure collection. Right. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. But we spent a shit ton of money and educated ourselves and even attended um, conferences in Las Vegas so that we would be fully up to speed and, yeah. and educated on the latest technology, which was known as high frame rate technology. High frame rate was um, the format with the big release was The Hobbit. And um, you did not like it because you said it was too realistic and you didn't come out. You, you saw it on opening day at Penn Cinema Riverfront and yeah. high frame rate was a really big deal back in the day when this came out. This was something that we spent tons of money and tons of time on. Right. Right. So last week we're on the show <laughs> talking about it. And one of us, I don't want to point fingers. I know. I don't want to name names. But one of us started talking about it as being HDR. Yeah. And then neither one of us could remember what HDR stood for. <laughs> and we came up with high definition ratio, highly dynamic Resolution, <laughs> like, we pr high dynamic range. We pretty much came up with every combination of HDR. The problem, of course, was that what we were trying to think of was HFR. Totally different. High frame rate, right. which interestingly, in all the time we discussed high frame rate, when we were instituting it in our theaters, we never once referred to it as HFR. Really? No, never. Always high frame rate. We always called it high frame rate. Are you putting 3D? Yeah, this one's high frame rate. And down there on that hall, we want to have, you know, 2D. And up here, it's going to be high frame rate. And over there, it's 3D. Yeah. But we never once said, like, oh, over here is HFR. Wow. So This opportunity. Right. So anyway, um, uh, the longest Andrew wrote in and said that uh, he corrected us. And I think, what did he say? It was He said, this is, I'm really embarrassed for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rightly so. Right. Yeah. And, you know, welcome to my world because I'm embarrassed for us every day. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, thank you, Andrew, for correcting us and reminding us that it was high frame rate. Um, and he also educated us that high dynamic range, which is one of the many random combinations of technological words that we threw out there, that yeah. we threw out there, threw yeah. against the wall to see if it would stick. Apparently HDR is an actual thing, which stands for high dynamic range. And Andrew says it's some method of making brights brighter and darks darker. Huh. But after throwing us under the bus yeah. like that. And he, then reversing and driving back over us again. Right. He did come out in your court. Yeah. Right. And he said that he also thought, stopped watching the Fantastic Beast teaser trailer last week because he thought it was just a fan like gimmick. Right. Yeah. Joel Codes um, <laughs> also thought we were talking about high resolution display. Well, no, this is something we were talking about. I, I mentioned um, how when I, I watch these 
fancy TVs. <laughs> it looks too real. The ones that kids have these days? Right. The yeah. kids, they got yeah. these fancy TVs. Yeah. They look too real. And it takes me out of the experience. And he explained why that is. He says, the issue you were talking about with certain TVs making you sick, dizzy, etc., is some called, sometimes called the soap opera effect. It isn't actually about high-resolution display. It's a motion-smoothing effect. And he went on to teach us that you can turn this off mm. on your TV unless you it's, – it's made to watch sports. And they think that all of us are going to watch so much sports, it's automatically on all the time when in reality – I mean, who watches who watches sports? Right? Not, a, not everybody sports. Right, not everybody sports. This guy, I don't sport. No, no. Come on. Why would you? There's only so many minutes. Why would you waste Why time would with I sports? Sport it with it? Right. Yeah. Nah. Peace. Come, Come on. on. So, anyway, you can turn that off. That's really interesting. Okay. Right. <laughs> Trailer Master Jason goes on. Um, he he. Jason brings up the quote that I've been reciting all weekend. Yeah. The reports of our death. Movie theaters collectively say, uh, in response to the crazy record-breaking box office numbers for Spider-Man No Way Home, movie theaters can now collectively say, quote, the reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Right. Right. Yet again, if I had a nickel for every time somebody wrote off the movie business. Yeah. Um, you know, we, and we heard from Frodo this week as well about, you know, her love of Spider-Man, but she also had stuff to say about the, the Bad Guys trailer. She said that she wasn't sure it was her thing and that pretty isn't always enough. Oh. But it does look pretty. That's interesting because now that she says that, I feel like I may have been just suckered in by how damn pretty the trailer was. Right. But I did laugh. I mean, yeah. it's pretty and funny. Yeah. So it might be fine for you. But yeah. she's like, it's not her thing, but it is pretty. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to what are you watching, what are you doing, what's, what's going on in your world this week? Well, I watched it. I caught up a little bit. I'm still behind. Okay. But I caught up a little bit on Hawkeye. Nice. And I did watch Nightmare Alley. Oh. Starring Bradley Cooper. How was it? Oh. Oh, by the way, all <laughs> this is funny. All for all the confusion and the back and forth with my misinformation about Tender Bar. Yeah. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. It turns out we're not playing it after all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So in a dramatic turn of events, we had tickets on sale. Uh-huh. I had five shows a day uh-huh. on sale for weeks mm-hmm. and sold zero tickets. Wow. Is it could it be that no one saw the trailer? So I watched Nightmare Alley, <laughs> which starred Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Guillermo Barberbo Toro yeah. movie. And I can't recommend it strongly enough. Really? If you like Guillermo Barberbo, you got to see this movie. Guillermo Barberbo. Yeah. Now listen. As soon as I can get rid of this movie, I'm going to get rid of it because it's oh. not doing any business. Oh. But I am telling you that it is a good movie, and that if you like Guillermo del Toro, you should come see this movie. It's not like his other movies. I mean, no. it is. It is. You can tell that it's a del Toro movie, but it's a little more straightforward. Wow. It's got its own – it's a fascinating movie. It's beautiful movie. It's unique. It's special. Um, this is a this is an incredible movie. It's doing really poorly. Yeah. So it's it's not – with the pressure on, on screens, I, I can't afford to keep it very long. But right. as soon as I can get out of it, I'm going to get out of it. But I'm telling you, it's a great movie. Wow. I also caught up on Hawkeye. And Amy and I caught up on the new um, – The new – 
Sex and the City has a new show called, uh, and just I think the show is called And Just Like That. At the end of every episode, Carrie Bradshaw says, and just like that, bop, bop, bada, bop. Yeah. And we I know my friends all judge me for loving this show, but Amy and I love the show Sex and the City, and we love the new ones. So if you're a fan, tune in. It's on I'd HBO. It. It's yeah. great. Uh, so as we mentioned before, I had a lot of time at home. I watched Arcane, which people were raving about, which I said was, uh, oh. the animation's cool. <laughs> but... Here's what really got me hyped, and I'm almost done. Mm. Season two of The Witcher dropped. Mm. Have you watched The Witcher? No. Oh, my God. I'm not against it. I just haven't. Yeah. I'm not anti. You're not anti The Witcher. Right. Right. Season two, phenomenal. Costume design, amazing. I'm loving it. So good. I also played a little bit of what I would like to call too much of Halo. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that, happened. that happened, but I was homesick. So what yeah. are you gonna do? You play yeah. video games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's about it. I feel like there's something. I've, oh, let me tell you about something someone turned me on to this week, and I gotta talk about it. Right? I know we're running a little long, but I gotta talk about it. It's a show called Sexy Beasts on Netflix. The David Moulton story. The David Moulton story. It is like I'm not saying go watch a lot of it, right? <laughs> I'm saying turn on one episode. It is such a ridiculous premise. It's a dating show, right? Where everyone is wearing so much makeup that they're done up like animals. And the whole idea is to get to know the person without knowing what they look like at all. I mean, they're wearing normal clothing, but then they have like big elaborate like shark heads on or right. dragon masks. Right. Like amazing makeup. Right. And they got to go on several dates. And then, of course, whoever, they got, whoever the person kicks off they come out and surprise, Pen. They're hot. Oh my God! Who would have known? Right. That they were going to be hot. Right. Right. On and a TV show. Like, and it's like, guess what? You missed out. I was this hot person underneath the whole time. But at the end, the person they choose, of course, is also like, guess what? I'm also hot. Surprise! <laughs> I'm not just a good. I'm not just a good personality. Well, the, what I thought was funny in the one episode, the first episode I saw, is the guy, not so hot. He was okay. I mean, he was better than average, whatever, yeah. sure, whatever. But the one girl was like, nah, this wasn't my type. Nah. I'm so glad he didn't pick me. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. So sexy beast. Look, Penn, if you want to be a part of the show, yeah. the best way to do that is to go ahead and shoot us an email, podcast at pencinema.com. Write that down. Yeah, yeah. got it. Right podcast at pencinema.com. Now, but if you... Now, who reads those emails? You and me both. Okay. And Drew. If... We don't like people who know that Drew reads them. Yeah. But we like having Drew on them because a lot of times he helps me behind the scenes with stuff. <laughs> like, what? So if I write podcasts at Penn Cinema, yeah. what are the odds that you will actually read it? A hundred million percent. And what are the odds that you would reply? If there's really a question, not. if there's a question, yeah, there's a question. The odds are a hundred percent. Right. If you're just writing us to like give us a scoop. Then we appreciate that and we love that. We'll probably reply, but we might not. But right. we'll definitely bring it up on the show. Yeah. If you say something funny or interesting. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Podcast at pencinema.com. Got, right. Got it. Look, if you want to yeah. support the show, Penn, right. what's the number one way to do that? Well, you could tell a friend. Yeah. You know, but what a lot of people are doing. This week's a big week. It's, it's huge. I mean, a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people celebrate Christmas on Saturday. And as you know, Santa doesn't get around in a car. He's, no. he's in a no. 
It's got the reindeer. Yeah. And you put out the reindeer food, mm. right? And you leave a tray of cookies for Santa Claus because he right. gets tired. So what you want to do is you want to put out a tray of cookies and a little bottle of almond milk. And you want to have a little card that says, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. That way. He's got all this driving to do. That's what I'm saying. He's got to listen to something. Santa's bringing gifts to every good girl and boy. Who's bringing gifts to Santa? We are. We are. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> that makes us a shoe-in yeah. for next year. Boom. Yeah. Boom. But, you know, if you don't believe in Santa. Right. Which, why wouldn't you? Or, you can just tell a friend. Right. You could tell a friend. Yeah. Or if you really don't believe in Santa Claus, maybe this isn't the place for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. I exactly. mean, I'm just, if you're that kind of guy or gal, like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Well, once again, for the Pensano <laughs> Podcast, I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care and party, party on. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>